Hello, friend, and welcome to the Trenton 365 Show. I'm your host, Jacques Howard. You're watching over WPHY Channel 25 in Mercer County, New Jersey, but you're listening over WIMG 1300, the oldest radio station in the state of New Jersey. And I suggest you check out the Wikipedia page for that and learn some history about WIMG 1300. You can also follow us on Twitter as well, and the website is WIMG 1300. The Trenton 365 show is civic engagement radio. The whole purpose behind this is to get more people to have conversations and spend time together and learn more about what's going on in their immediate community so that we together can build a better community for everyone. So you can send me an email, trenton365show at gmail.com, or you can find me on Facebook, trenton365show. We're also on Twitter and a few other social media sites as well, but it's pretty easy to find me. In the studio with me, I've got Ray Vincent, who's a fashion designer, and anyone who's a fan of the Trenton 365 show knows that Ray comes on on a regular basis, talking about not only what he's doing in the fashion scene and in general, but also talking about the business of fashion. The business of fashion encompasses a lot more than just looking nice, which you'll get a chance to see Ray in his one of his newer designs and talking about his latest collection, which will be coming out in September, but the business of fashion is also an economy. And uh, it's something that everyone needs. No one's walking around naked. Everyone is wearing clothing. So this is a multi-billion or actually trillion dollar industry now. And it's an opportunity for folks who are looking for economic opportunities to get involved in entrepreneurship and other things and express themselves in our artistic capabilities to do so in fashion. And one of the things that I like to bring up about Ray is that he gave me one of my first shots as a young person to model in one of his shows back in the 80s. And uh, during that time, it helped to uh, solidify my passion for fashion, something that my father introduced me to as well. So without further do hey. longtime friend, <laughs> fashion designer, uh, and uh, we haven't really even talked about your ability to sing. Oh, god, because I know you don't <laughs> like to talk about that much. But, uh, Ray Vincent, Ray Brown, welcome yes. back to the show. Thank you, thank you. All right, fantastic. So, you know, since I brought that up about oh, singing, no. <laughs> I won't have you do any singing. Thank you. <laughs> But you come from a very musically talented family. I do, I do. So I why don't do. you talk a little bit about music and, and your family, and then we'll get right into fashion. Oh, sure. I think, uh, goodness, it's all it's been through my family as far as long as long as I live. Mostly, mostly in church. Uh, my father sang. Uh, my both my sisters sing. Uh, my sister Peggy also sings um, opera. So she and classical music and so forth. Uh, she's she's performed uh, uh, at Carnegie Hall. Uh, she's performed around Trenton as well. She's been doing it for years. Uh, beautiful voice. Uh, my sister Sylvia has a natural alto voice. Uh, and she is very little training. It's just what she was given. So that's there. Uh, I sing tenor. My dad sang baritone. Uh, and we've all sang, sung together um, on a number of occasions, generally different uh, spirituals as well as gospel songs, a whole bit. Uh, so yeah, we've been doing it as long as I can remember. Now I pretty much lead songs at the church, or I'm singing with a group uh, group that we have um, that's uh, directed by Lisa Grimes. Mm -hmm. Now, um, regarding the singing, uh -huh. and again, I have never heard you sing, but yes. someone, <laughs> <laughs> someone told me he actually, Scott Miller from X7, yes. and he recorded um, you and your family singing. He was like, Ray can sing. And I'm like, what? I've known him all these years. He's never said anything about singing. He goes, well, he's like a lot of artists. He probably doesn't really he's not really interested in doing it as a profession, yeah, as profession and it's not right. his thing right. so so why is it that you think that you're pulling back from it just not something I don't you know, it's share? just something I've always done that I've enjoyed doing I mean way back in the 80s I when I was auditioning in New York City uh, then I did the singing the dance and the acting uh, <laughs> but but I even then I did more acting than I did singing I, I it's I, I've never I mean we did that uh, we did a CD um, goodness that was some so many years ago with Sylvia and Peggy had a ball, you know, and he he was he called us the one take Browns. It's like he gives us, <laughs> you know, he he we we sing the song straight through, no stopping, no starting. And he records. He's like, it's done. He said, we don't really need to do anything with it. So yeah, it's good news. I believe was the name of the CD we did. Um, and Sylvia Sylvia, who is also a writer, uh, uses some of those from time to time and gives them as gifts when people buy the books. So people get to hear it as well. But yeah, they're they're songs that we sung as children uh, that we recorded. Uh, well, I can't say fully children. I think Peggy's ten years older than me. <laughs> but uh, we—I was younger, and they were—and they were a little older. Had a ball. Had a ball. It's—it's it's not something that I've never thought about doing professionally. Hmm. So that's probably why I don't talk about it much. People come to church and like, "What are you doing up there?" <laughs> 
but you can you have you have the ability to do oh, it's yeah. just something that you're just not that passionate about doing no not from not as a profession i love singing in our in our gospel group that we have there that we um we don't perform during service but we perform going around to different places uh joyful noise is the name of the group and we have uh a number of songs i've written that we sing and also um, songs that I lead on. So it's it's uh, whenever I hear it, it's, I actually sometimes have to surprise myself because I forget that I've done something. <laughs> uh, but but the writing of the songs as well, it's it's quite um, it's a lot of fun actually, because hmm. you get to express yourself as well as express you know your adoration for God and so forth. So it all works. Hmm. It's pretty amazing too yeah. that 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 you put it that way. Um, you know, I also like you to talk a bit about where you worship. Okay. Um, because uh, you you're. In Trenton, most people know that there's well over a hundred churches yes, in yes, Trenton, and indeed. the city's less than seven and a half square exactly. miles. <laughs> there are churches, churches everywhere, different mm-hmm. denominations. Yep. Some that started as synagogues, and yep, now they're true. AME Methodist, and now there's something else, and Presbyterian, and to Catholic, and to something else. Yes. Talk about where you worship. Okay. And I also want you to talk a bit about the importance of your worship community, being involved in a community, because mm. like mm. a lot of churches, your church is one of the ones that is always doing something, yes. inviting the, the immediate community to come into the doors. Well, I think that uh, you can't really consider call yourself, I, call, I say, you can't really call yourself a Christian without reaching out to help people. Uh, and so when we're looking, uh, we're, I'm a member of the Church of Christ. Uh, we're on Clinton Avenue, been there for, for years, 411, 434, 465. We have three buildings kind of right next to each other. Uh, and we uh, do every second Saturday, we're on the city schedule where we do a serving for the needy. Uh, we are, we're even building that program now because uh, you want to do more than just, to just feed people. You want people to get skill sets. So we're also working, to, uh, get, working with um, Mercer County Community College to do some training there. We have people that come in and volunteer their time um, for things such as finance and so forth, which are meant for members of the church as well as anyone who wants to come in. Because we ha- you know, we're in a, what would be called the hood, and you have people there who don't know anything about finance. And, you know, and people ultimately going to have to retire, and what are you gonna retire to if you haven't put anything away? Mm-hmm. So we, tell pe- we teach people to, about budgeting, we teach people about um, uh, stocks and bonds and so forth if they're interested in that area. Just financial planning in general. And we've had people from, from um, Edward Jones come in. We've had a mayor, uh, a mayor prize come in. We also teach people about legal issues. Uh, we teach people about um, different programs they can have with the city. Mm-hmm. So we're actually working now to develop a, a um, group, a committee, so we call them service organizations, that will be solely responsible for going out and gathering information on programs that people can participate in uh, that will help them with along their daily life. Uh, it could be getting a job, it could be training for a job, it could be some uh, welfare assistance you may need, things of that nature. And we also uh, want people to be able to, once you've been helped, to be able to give back. So all of that has to be a part of it. As a group we also work with called Church of Christ Disaster Relief. And for example, when they had the big um, problem uh, with the flooding and so forth down in New Orleans, we sent this massive truck of food down there. Food, uh, uh, things to clean with, all of that was down there. Uh, and we and they stored some of that stuff for a period of time in Trenton when we had the um, storm, I forget, I think it was uh, Hurricane Irene or something like that. We had it stored at our building so they could come in and just take things out and then people could come and gather stuff because, you know, it's flooding everywhere at that particular point. Some people were homeless at that point. So it's, it you can't it's, it's not just about sitting, sitting in the building and singing and, and praying and so forth and so on. You need to get back. You need to reach. That's what Christ did. He reached out to people who needed help. And if, you know, people, this is that famous saying, people won't, don't care what you know until they know what you care. Hmm. You know, people have to know that you actually care about them. And if you're Christ-like, you will care about people. Hmm. I think that's a, fa- a fantastic little uh monologue that you did and I, I i appreciate that especially the fact that you know i don't get a chance to actually talk to you right. about your face so much it's always we're talking about fashion and right in the business right. of it etc but it's nice to, to hear that perspective and i think that most people need to hear that as well yeah because there's more to me than that. absolutely and, and i think that oftentimes people get get um either put themselves in a box or other people put yes. them in a box and say okay thing. well this is ray venson's a fashion designer right. but no he's He's way more than that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I try to use each gift I've been given. You know, I, I also, I'm a software tester. A number of people don't know that as well. Uh, I've been working for that and working in that field for many years. Uh, so it's, it's I, I tend to, whatever I find that I can actually have some talent for, photography. 
I do that as well. Um, there are people who know I'm a photographer who have no idea that I'm a fashion designer. Because <laughs> I try to keep them all separate and they all have their own distinct names so that um, I maintain my own individuality apart from each of those items. Mm -hmm. And that's a perfect segue to talking, like your individuality is a perfect segue to where mm -hmm. I want to go next. Okay. And that is the fashion industry. Yes. Um, I, I remember one of the first outfits that you dressed me in ah, okay. was a, a, like a cream colored jacket. Okay. And it had like, it was almost like a, like like lace, but had some fringe on it. Oh, I think. And I it was wow. it was like a like a a mid waist coat. Yeah. And I remember putting this on and feeling like, like almost like you know that was like back in the in the late eighties. So oh, it was yeah, that whole Prince vibe yeah. was was rolling. So I'm like I was like man, I feel like 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 royalty. <laughs> like I should be on stage doing something. And and your styles have always been um, functional. Yes. But also with a very specific. It's not for the everyday man to nah, wear this. You nah. like what you're wearing now. Just talk about the, the aesthetic of your design. Well, I think it's always, for me, it's always been about individuality. You know, as a child, it was, I was being individual. You know, I always wanted to pick out what I was going to wear and, and, and change things up and so forth. So I really got into wanting to sew because I couldn't find what I wanted to wear mm -hmm. in the stores. So, yeah, for me, it's, it's always about individuality. It also, also has an, a, an air of luxury. Luxury is important for me because you want to look your best, especially every time you leave your house. But also, you know, if somebody happens to pop by, <laughs> you, want to, you want to look decent as well. I don't necessarily think it's cool or anything like that to just look bummy or like you don't care. Uh, so for me, it's always been about looking your best, finding out what works best on you, and in, in particular, making sure your clothing represents your personality. Uh, you know, my personality is eclectic. I'm pretty much all, all over the place from time to time, and that's really what my design sense does. Mm -hmm. uh, but I can take some of my same stuff and, tra and ch change the way it's styled, and then all of a sudden put it on a conservative person. Mm -hmm. So it all depends on what you're going to do with it and, um, and how, you, how you wear it in particular. Mm -hmm. So at an early age when you started sewing, yeah. when you started, um, you were making, it be making clothes because yes. you couldn't find what you wanted. So right. it was almost like out of a necessity mm -hmm. or, or a need to an extent. Exactly. Um, you were making clothes for yourself, obviously. Yes. How did the women feel <laughs> about you coming up with these fashions and these designs that right. were applicable to you and for right. men, but not for them? Well, actually, the, the start was really with women. Um, I started making clothing for my sisters and for my mom, um, just because I was just kind of getting interested in doing it. Uh, and then I started making things for me. Now, at the time, I was, I was very thin. <laughs> and so what they would do is just wear what I <laughs> they did. My, one of my, my sister Peggy in particular was very good at taking clothes from my closet and just putting them on. Uh, so so um, I think for men initially, I started just with styling. So you would take things you found in the stores and so forth and just style them the way you want them to be styled. Uh, my sister Sylvia used to sew, used to sew, and so she would literally make me little outfits. Uh, but it's it was I got they they liked what was there and they liked kind of what I did with it. And after and you know initially people think oh that's a little fun, but then they, after a while you start seeing oh wait a minute you know what he's kind of good at this, <laughs> and they always encourage me to keep going with it. Hmm. Now, your sisters yes. Um, those of us who have siblings yes. understand that you know there's this whole give and take oh, yeah. in a relationship. Yeah. So were they kind of guiding you in a direction of what they wanted you to do with fashion, or was this something that hey you came out with this, you came up with this idea, this concept, and then they said, oh, I'm going to take that. I think it was a surprise actually. Um, not that I was into fashion because they knew that, but that I would become a fashion designer. Um, it, you, they always knew I was individual, and they always knew, as my mother told, has told me from time to time, she said, you know, you're odd. <laughs> and that's part of the, the individuality of it. Um, uh, so it's, they, they never pushed me to go any particular way. They kind of just wanted to see what you would do. Hmm. You know, if I, let you, if I let you free, whenever I made something for them, they never told me what to make. I just made it. And then we changed it or whatever here and there so it fit them perfectly. But it was always, okay, let's, let's, what's in your head? Let's put it out there and see what we find there. Awesome. Ray Vincent, uh, Ray Brown, yeah. Ray Vincent menswear. And <laughs> yeah. we're going to be talking about the women's wear as well. But can yeah. you share the contact information? Sure. RayVincent.com. That's the uh, line for pretty much all the whole menswear line for the most part. Diva Ray is on, is on Facebook. Uh, that's I'm the same designer, so if you see that, it's the same, it's same person. Uh, and the new line coming this fall was his Ray Vincent Heritage. 
So that will be the next one that's coming up. Awesome. I'm in a studio with Ray Brown, Raymond Brown, also known as Ray Vincent, fashion designer, software tester, mm -hmm. as well as a photographer and a few other things. We're going to be talking more after a short break. You're listening and watching the Trenton 365 show. And welcome back to the Trenton 365 show. My name is Jacques Howard. I'm the host and the creator of the Trenton 365 show. We're in the studio here at WIMG 1300, listening and having a really good time with longtime friend Ray Vincent, also known as Ray Brown, Raymond Brown, who's a fashion designer, and uh, someone who actually encouraged me and uh, helped to influence my passion for fashion. And uh, we've been talking about not only himself, but also the business of fashion as well. And, and we're working this up uh, into some of the other things that are going to be happening in the very near future. But uh, I do want to share an image of some pants that Ray and I have been talking about for a while. Now these pants, um, if you can't feel them, but they're virgin wool, mm -hmm. and they have a pocket on them, and some people would say, oh, it's like a cargo pocket, but it's not really a cargo pocket. And the whole concept is that, uh, and I'll let Ray explain it more, but, but the idea that I had mentioned to him, and lo and behold, he had already came up with it, which is why he's the fashion designer, um, I said, you know, I don't like carrying a wallet that, that changes the silhouette of what I'm wearing. And sometimes, like, I can't have a jacket on, so I can't tuck my wallet inside. Mm -hmm. And I carry around a phablet, which is a phone that's a tablet. So I can't always put that in my pocket. So I need to have something that's a little bit different. And I think the industry hasn't caught up right. with the concept of active lifestyles yeah. and people having the technology with them, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And when I was telling you about it, you said, oh, I did that years ago. <laughs> I was like, what? What are you talking about? He said, yeah. Yeah, so I'll bring them in and let you check them out. So yeah. this is it. And if you could see, shameless plug for my uh, Samsung phone yeah, here. Right. <laughs> the idea is this can be, you can actually have your phone on you on the side and maybe not change the silhouette of the pants. So yes. Ray, just talk about the concept a bit. Oh, the whole idea was to have a dressy pant that kind of functioned as a cargo. Today they would call it utilitarianism. So it's <laughs> it's it's the uh, it's the suit that that actually is functional as opposed to just uncomfortable. <laughs> so and the I wanted it to be in classic menswear fabrics, classic menswear uh, prints as well. Uh, this this one happens to have a very faint uh, a burgundy stripe through it mm -hmm. as well as a white stripe, uh, and always with a contrast with the pocket in this case. But I wanted it to look that if you wanted to throw a jacket on a, a blazer on with it, it would look like a suit. And then if you wanted to just wear it with a t-shirt, you could do that as well. Either way, the, it, the pant, pants would function. Uh, the other idea is that the pants would have the flow of a dress pant and not the flow of a cargo pant. So that was, that's where the uh, fabric became extremely important to make sure that you have fabric that had a good flow and that will give with the body and so forth. So it's not, it's, it's not a tight fit at all. It's actually a very, it's, it's not a loose fit. It's just one that drapes nicely on the body. And, and it's one that I think that um, makes sense for the current everyday male who's running around with your cell phone, your, all these things, and you don't want everything stuffed into your pocket. You know, uh, especially if you have if you have any stomach here, you don't want anything sitting here. You want it sitting in an area where it doesn't make you look bigger than you are. So the pant was pant lake was a great spot for things such as phones and the slim lines and all that sort of stuff because it just goes right in, and the 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 later uh, versions of them will have a pot of a button to keep it secure. Uh, but it just pops right in there and it's actually easier to pull it out of there than to pull it out of your upper pocket Because when you're sitting down, that's difficult But if you're walking or whatever, you can just pull it right out, drop it on your ear, you're done mm -hmm. And you, you hit a key word in functionality Yes And I think that everything in our lives is moving towards functionality mm. And it's a shame that fashion and what hasn't we wear yeah. hasn't caught on to that yeah. And I think that's probably because the marketplace hasn't really demanded it yet Exactly Switching gears and talking about the industry, the, yes. the business of fashion and the demand. Mm -hmm. um, right now, we're in a, we went through a phase where everything was casual. Oh, yes. Everything. Yes. Uh, business casual. You had yeah. people wearing yoga pants yes. and, and sweatpants to work, <laughs> etc. Yes. So just talk about the wave of how things have gone and like a, the demand of the marketplace. Well, it's one of those ideas that started out as a good idea and then people just kind of went ridiculous with it you know people are showing up with with uh furry fuzzy slippers on their feet and you know the you know i love my 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 car's t-shirt that was never meant to be worn to work you know there, there there is casual for home and then there's casual for work 
and the two got mixed up. And no, there's a reason they call them yoga pants. You wear them when you're doing yoga. You know, you, know, <laughs> you, don't, you don't wear them walking in. There's some people who never left their yoga pants. They're, every time they, they're, going, they're going to a wedding wearing yoga pants. Uh, it, it just wasn't appropriate. You know, yoga pants are for a very specific market and they're for active wear. And that's really what they're for. They're not really dressy enough to be able to wear to something that you were going out to dinner even or something like that. So we got too casual. We, and so what happens when you get too casual, you get sloppy. You get sloppy, you get messy, and nobody wants to see you. And you don't, and nobody, and you don't want to see yourself after a while. <laughs> so uh, now it's a pullback to say, okay, let's actually, when, we're, when I'm going out on a date, let's actually dress up a little bit. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't necessarily have to be in a tuxedo. But, you know, I th I'm sure a woman doesn't mind her man showing up just we wearing like a nice pullover, um, long sleeve pullover and some slacks and a nice pair, a nice pair of shoes. You know, not everybody wants you to show up in the, in the big sneakers and the big oversized T-shirt and, you know, and all that sort of stuff. You want to have some style. And what happened, I think, in, in an attempt to look different, everybody started looking the same. It was everybody was wearing a big oversized T-shirts, the big oversized sweatpants, and all that sort of stuff. And these were like forty and fifty year old men. <laughs> and I'm looking at them like, your kids should be wearing that. You should have graduated from that sometime, <laughs> some time ago. Uh, and so now you see men going back to. I think I like the idea of what, what we saw in the Harlem Renaissance. You have that feel where there's style, but there's comfort. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, one thing about us guys, we ain't gonna we ain't gonna be uncomfortable. That's true. You know, we just we just not gonna do that. So if I can make styles that are stylish yet comfortable, then I knew that once I got that, people started wearing it. Once I added that that flair and that that feel into my clothing, guys who were bigger guys started buying. Mm. And also the extra large guys, the double XLR, extra large guys, those are the people that are kind of buying the products now because they saw that, oh, okay, it's not just for a real skinny guy. You know, it's for a guy that has a body and it flows over my body as opposed to grabbing my body. Mm -hmm. And you said that before. You want it yes. to flow over yes. your over yes. your body, not grab. No, you your don't want body. to be molested by your clothing. That's <laughs> that's just it ain't cute. So, <laughs> so you know if if and, and you can always tell if you're pulling and pushing and, and think that means you're not comfortable. Mm -hmm. You know I should be able to forget my clothing are there, and it should still I go by a mirror a mirror and say oh you know what, I look good and just keep on going as opposed to constantly worrying where everything is falling. Mm -hmm. You know, and another trend I. I, I Maybe trend is not the right word because it's been around for a long yeah. time, and that is the skinny jeans. Uh, and um, <laughs> and, and you, you said something earlier when we were chatting about this that um, the skinny jeans were meant for children, yeah, young kids, yeah, yeah, uh, and they they were literally and women, <laughs> they were and well let me let me clear that up specific women, they weren't really meant for women with, with who were very curvy. Skinny jeans were, were meant for, and I hate to say it, but it, it were meant, meant for very thin thighs, very small behind, and just long cylindrical legs. Really, that's what they were built for. Uh, hence the title, skinny jeans. So, you know, it's, and, and then uh, it was only for women. You never saw men wearing skinny jeans. And then all of a sudden, it became men wearing skinny jeans. Well, we're not built like that. And so it looks odd on most, I'd say 95% of the men it looks odd on because it's, it looks like it's just another piece of skin over your body. So if you're a real skinny and there's no real shape going on, eh, no big deal. But if you're a guy who's muscular or if you're a guy that has a, he has a build, muscle, muscle tone and so forth, it starts to look, first of all, way too casual. And then all of a sudden, it also starts to make you look feminine after a while. So you have to have the, it's, 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 uh, the, the one that we should have stopped with was straight leg jeans. If we had stopped there, we would have been good. We went from straight leg to skinny. And after a while, I was like, no, that doesn't look good. So now they're starting to loosen the skinny jeans up again. Even for women, they're starting mm -hmm. to loosen them up again. Because after a while, you're just wearing tights. And, <laughs> and that was the next point I was going to bring up. Yeah. Because it, it seems like, you know, while, I, while I'm out, like, trying to learn more about the industry mm -hmm. and trying to broaden my palette for what designers are doing, I started to see that some designers are continuing to push this trend to the point where... There's no way you could put keys in these pockets. No, no, wallets, nothing. Uh, it's, it's, uh, <laughs> I, I, initial, it was kind of like, remember when they had the low rise jeans and they kept getting lower and lower? It was like a race to the crack. It was, it, <laughs> it was, it was, it was, after a while, it was like, okay, sooner or later, they're supposed to cover something. 
Well, they kind of did the same thing with skinny jeans. They just got skinnier and skinnier and skinnier. And they put some of them in stretch and so forth. But I said, after a while, basically they're tights. They're not jeans anymore, you know. And so it's, it, just, it just got, it, it was just too much of a good thing. And it just became something that is weird to see after a while. I mean, you can see, I'm, I'm not a proponent of the, of the uh, idea of guys wearing their pants hanging low by, by their behinds. But you had guys wearing these, pant, these skinny jeans the same way. So it made no sense whatsoever because they're, they're already tight and you're trying to pull them down so you can expose part of your behind. That doesn't make any sense. You know, so it, none of, it, 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 just, it kind of got to become a caricature after a while. And, and when we saw it, it's like, okay, this, this is just silly. This doesn't make any more sense. And I think what you started having is grown men in particular uh, and women who are, who are adults just started saying, okay, wait, I'm not wearing this <laughs> after a while. Some of the industry still hasn't caught up. Some has, has gone from the jeans being in non-stretch to the jeans being in stretch, which help out a bit. But even, and then most of them, though, have loosened them up because they realized they were losing a whole segment of the market. Mm -hmm. If you were a curvy woman or a guy who had a body, you, they just weren't for you. And so if that's all you had in the store, I just went to the next door. Mm -hmm. you know, so it's the, now they are loosening them up again. They call them skinny jeans, but they're not really as skinny as they used to be. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's interesting that, that we keep on hearing and, and we keep going back to this, and I'm using air quotes, uh, plus size yes. or large size men and women. Yes. I mean, culturally, that is the size the norm. Of, of Americans. I yeah. mean, Americans are, I don't want to say... Large meaning like large yeah. and rotund, we'll but Americans, well. <laughs> yeah, most even even Americans who are often in the the um, uh, trying financial situation, right, are still big eating. people yeah. and they're mm -hmm. still eating. Yes. So so therefore, trying to find clothing that fits is critical. Yeah. And the skinny jeans, yeah, probably isn't going to work. And if you have a lifestyle where you have to be. Um, meet a dress code yes. for work. That's not gonna work. You're not yeah. gonna get away with wearing tights and yoga pants and no. sweatpants and and jeans. Exactly. I mean, after a while, it just gets too revealing. You know, it, it, it gets it gets way too revealing after a while because they're forming your body so much that everybody is, is as a uh, Pay LaBelle said one time, she said they can see what you're thinking. <laughs> after a while, <laughs> they're just forming your body way too much, such that it becomes almost a little vulgar at times. You know, or just literally too much to see uh, and so it's like okay th we're not supposed to see your body we're supposed to just see the clothes gracing your body and that's more so what I like to, like, mm -hmm. what I like to do mm -hmm. and we're just about up on a short break but okay. in the next couple of seconds one minute or so mm -hmm. I'd like for you to talk about some of the changes in fabric mm. because I know for a long time it went to everything was man-made fabrics yes it was all polyester, it was all spandex, right. it was all lycra, et cetera. Right. But it seems like there's a, a trend working back towards natural fabrics. Yeah, you, you, I think what you're, the happy medium is the mixture of the two. The natural fibers, a cotton mixed with lycra, you know, um, a, a, a wool even in some cases mixed with lycra or something like that, or spandex even. Uh, and I think that's the happy medium because they're durable, they last longer than a natural fiber would. Uh, but yeah, there are still some that are going back to the natural fibers and uh, as, but they even do little treatments on them to make them not wear out as quickly. So it's 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 definitely a, a balance of the two now. Mm -hmm. So the industry itself is getting better. It's evolving. Yeah, they have because for one, it's pricing. You know, it's if man-made fibers are typically cheaper, uh, and but they can sometimes be uncomfortable. And then some of them have been made so well that they feel like natural fibers. Mm. So it's uh, some of the polyesters recently I've touched, and somebody had to tell me it was polyester. It felt just that smooth. Some of them feel like silk, hmm. you know, uh, and they've gotten better with making the fabric breathe and so forth. So I, I, the man-made fibers aren't going anywhere. Uh, uh, they'll, they'll be types of them that go back and forth, some mixtures and so forth, but they're not going anywhere. Neither are natural fibers. Fantastic. I'm speaking with fashion designer and longtime friend Raymond Brown. His fashion line is Ray Vincent. And you can easily find it just by looking up his name. And Vincent has an E on the end of it. And we're up on a short break. We'll be back and we'll be talking more about the business of fashion, etc. You're listening and watching the Trenton 365 show. And welcome back to the Trenton 365 show. I'm your host, Jacques Howard. 
Hello, friend, and welcome back to the Trenton 365 Show. I'm your host, Jacques Howard. You're listening and watching over WIMG 1300, New Jersey's oldest radio station in WPHY, Channel 25, covering Mercer County, New Jersey. And I'm in the studio with Raymond Brown, also known as Ray Vincent, and we're talking about all things fashion and the industry and our friendship. And Ray even mentioned some stuff that most people don't know about him, about his ability to sing and uh, his time as an actor and also in performing, as well as a software tester as well. So why don't you send him an email or find him on his website, rayvincentwithane.com. There you can see some of his fashions, and you can connect with him. So we've been talking about a bunch of different things fashion-related, and I did yes. want to show these pants one more time. Yes, yes. So these pants are a virgin wool, and mm -hmm. Ray has put a pocket on the leg. Mm -hmm. And we've been talking about the functionality of clothing and uh, the importance of it as we move further into right. where we go as a culture and a community because so many people are out and about, they're doing lots of things, they, they could be in a meeting, they could be doing stuff outside. Right. You need that functionality. Exactly. And these pants, the design of this is part of that. Oh yeah. Most and um, so, so just talk a little bit more about like uh, the whole concept and the functionality of the pants. Well, interesting enough, um, even in New York Fashion Week, that one of the trends was utilitarianism. Mm -hmm. And it's, uh, there are these vests out there now that have all of these pockets inside, but on the outside it's just flat. You really can't see that there's all the, and they have like five or, five or six different electronics in the, you know, on their bodies. Who, who are they targeting? Well, they're targeting uh, uh, women with children. And they're targeting men that, that, are, that are out and about and have all these things that they need to put, who, who don't want to carry a bag, let's mm -hmm. say. Uh, and they just slide, slide all these things in there. They're secure. They're not bulky. Uh, and they look decent. You know, they look, they look like something that you wouldn't mind somebody seeing you in. Remember the big puffer cups coats that made you look like a, a polar bear? It's nothing like that. You know, it's, 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 it's a very sleek look. Uh, and so that's really the theme. And the, I, think, I think it was 2010 when I came up with these pants. Uh, the, that was the idea of these. You want it to not interrupt the, fall, the, le the line of the pan or the fall of the pan, but you still want to be able to have something that you didn't have to put in your back pocket and sit on it. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, you didn't want to have to stick up here because it just looks awkward when you have something bulky up here. And so if you had something, you just drop it in. And then, of course, all of the electronics that came out and that are slim and that can go different places that are important to keep. You know, you reached. Who, who knew years ago we'd be grabbing a cell phone out every five seconds? Mm -hmm. And now you just now now you, you're lost without it. So you slip it right in there. You know it's secure and you're good. So that was really the whole point of this. I said, well, what what if I wanted a dress pan, but I wanted it to be functional other than just looking good? Mm. And that's really what this pan came from. Uh, and it and that didn't have to go with a suit, but could go with a suit. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's it's, it's kind of like the reverse blazer. <laughs> you have the blazer that, that that didn't have to go with a particular pants. Now I have a pair of pants that don't have to go with a particular blazer. Mm -hmm. All right, now that's great. Now I, I want to transition because I don't want to forget the women. Okay. Um, and and I hearken back to a conversation you and I had, where you were talking about the women who said, well. When are you going to start making clothes right. for us? Right. And then that was the Diva Ray line that you right. came up with. So talk right. about that a bit. I'm still in trouble there because <laughs> <laughs> because I'm very picky when it comes to my women's wear. Oh, I'm, I'm picky in general, but I'm picky when it comes to my women's wear. And right now I'm just still doing pieces here and there as opposed to a full line. It's still going under Diva Ray, but it's not a full line, line like the men's wear. And that's because the concept is not completely gelled in my head yet. I want to do something that's a compliment, really, to the menswear. Uh, so still want to do separates. Still want to do pieces that you can mix and match. Mm. Uh, but the women, I, I've always seen women as queens. And so the feel of the line has to be, again, utilitarianism, but, are, uh, but and functional, but has to look elegant. You know, I, there, I, there's something I have about a, a, an elegant female. And so you want even her casual wear to look elegant. Uh, to complement her curves in particular, and to complement her lifestyle. You know, we have busy women out there these days. They, you know, married ch with children, hu you know, husband they got husband they're 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 li they're working with and trying to help help his career, working their own career. All of these special events going on or charities they're working with. That's a busy woman, you know, and she has to keep up with everything as well. And so she has to have stuff that will speak to what she needs. You know, she doesn't want to walk around quite often with these big, bulky things because, quite frankly, she's a target for being stole, things being stolen and so forth and so on. Uh, but if you can grab her something that complements her shape and still allows her to be able to carry the things she needs to carry, you got a winner there. So that's kind of where I want that line to go. And it's just not there yet in mm. my head. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're in that, that creative space. I am in that creative space with that one. Um, may, I'm not even sure, knowing me, I'm not even sure how long that's going to take. Uh, but it's one of those things like I did with the menswear. When it hits, it hits. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, what I have now, there's some pieces uh, that I've made that I like. And so when I find a silhouette that I like, when I find a functional piece that I like, I'll keep it. And I'll kind of put it away for a period of time until I build the next thing that I in the collection. Or more likely, my like the last ones my sister and my mother bought because they saw the piece and they said, you know what, this top makes sense. It's elegant, it's a full top, but it's, it happened to be a lace top. Uh, but the lace was strong. So they could move around a bit without being concerned about it ripping every five minutes. And they, she said, I can drop this over a pair of just simple pants a skirt or even a gown and it works hmm. and then they just went ahead and showed me how they would do it and so that w- when I saw that I said okay that's more where I want to go with the deeper ray line because I think there are enough clothing out there that just aren't worth wearing hmm. you know they don't work for you I don't want clothing that that I'm paying a lot of money for and I'm fighting with <laughs> or if they cost way too much too much to clean mm-hmm. you know it's, it doesn't make sense you know I don't want to pay $30 to get a top uh, top uh, cleaned every time I want to wear it. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> who wants to do that? So you have to have it in the fabrics that work and mm-hmm. in the patterns that work. And you also don't. We want to have it in some interesting colors as well. You know, we, unfortunately over on the on this coast, uh, we've gotten into the this, this straight black and white. Mm-hmm. And it's like there's colors out there, <laughs> and we'd like to see more. <laughs> So uh, that's also going to be part of the Diva Ray line. Awesome. So we've got a lot more that's brewing with the Diva Ray oh, line. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It hasn't gone away yet. Um, it's it's not as active as I had thought it would be by now. Uh, but it you still see it. Like this past uh, September, last September, I showed pieces from that line on at Philadelphia Fashion Week. So it's uh, and, and it got rave reviews. So it's the, it's still there. It's just not as visible, if you will, as the menswear. Okay, and I'm glad you mentioned Philadelphia Fashion Week because mm-hmm. um, right now, you know, we're on the East Coast, so mm-hmm. everyone knows New York Fashion Week. Yep. But now we have Atlantic City Fashion oh, yes, Week, yes, and yes. we've got Philly Fashion Week, yes. and we've got some things happening here in Trenton yes. regarding fashion as well. Can you yes. just touch on the different fashion weeks? Well, I had just, uh, Philly, uh, let's start with the most common one, New York New York Fashion Week. New York Fashion Week is is there it's not going anywhere you know it's 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 pretty much where everybody kind of looks at as a standard in this country but philadelphia fashion week has its own vibe and has been steadily growing it's doing a great job right on the hills of that atlantic city fashion week came in and they have their own vibe you know they're they're focusing on independent designers and so forth and now they're adding a component both philadelphia and new york in some cases where you can sell your items right after the show, mm, which is gosh. really what the whole point of fashion, uh, fashion shows was supposed to be. Uh, but it was, after a while, it just became a show and no business. Now they're adding the business component. So Sophia Davis out of New York did something this uh, past February where she designers showed their pieces and they could sell them right after. That's perfect for independent designers. Uh, Philadelphia did the same thing, and uh, they, they, they it worked well for them. Uh, Atlantic City will likely going go along that line as well. And believe it or not, what's in the works now is a Trenton Fashion Week. There we go. And that one's going to be interesting. I, I just uh, just uh, pro- was approached with that. Somebody just sent me a link. I uh, said, do you know about this? I said, um, no, let me go talk to the person. So I'm, I'm going to be talking with her. Uh, Crystal Feliciano is going to be working with it as well. Uh, Crystal has her Gym Dynasty Fashion, fashion mm-hmm. Week that happens as well. So hopefully it would be nice to see uh, a Trenton Fashion Week. My goal would be let's make it unique so that it's just not another fashion week. Fantastic. Raymond Brown, yes. Ray Vincent, yes. we are up on another short break. You're listening and watching the Trenton 365 show. We'll be back after a short break. I'm trying to watch the time. <laughs> and welcome back to the Trenton 365 show. You can send me an email, trenton365show at gmail.com. Follow me on Facebook, Trenton365Show, or on Twitter, at Trenton365. In the studio with me is Raymond Brown, longtime friend, fashion designer, and a a lot more. Um, But I encourage you to get involved and reach out to him, and you can do so by visiting the website, rayvincent.com, and Vincent is with an E, and there you can see some of his menswear. You can also find the Diva Ray collection on Facebook, and you can also find links to this and our other interviews on the Triton365.com website. So, Ray, just before yes. we were finishing up, 
you know, you were talking about Fashion Week right. and how like New York is a staple. Atlantic mm -hmm. City has theirs, Philadelphia has theirs, right. and they're evolving. And Trenton is even working on getting one as well. All this leads me to think, hey, is there going to be a resurgence of like more designers like yourself, like yourself, like who have their own boutiques, their own specialty shops? Um, you'll be able to get couture mm -hmm. clothing made locally mm -hmm. and support the local economy. Is that where you see this going? I certainly hope so. Um, it's one of the things I'm pushing as well. Uh, fashion is a big business. You know, we think of it only as the, we see the fashion show. We think that's all fashion is about. No, fashion is fashion merchandising. Fashion is fashion designing. Fashion is fashion styling. Then you have ex accessories and all of those things. These are all areas that people have started to get into. And if you see, play, there's there are a lot of uh, online uh, shops now that market multiple designers, uh, and they're all independent designers. And you can go there and you get all of these unique pieces that just come out of somebody's head that you would never see in a major department store or, or, or anything like that. And you can get them from all different countries. Mm -hmm. So uh, I, you know, I, I've, I've been on one Etsy.com for a long time, um, since 2007, I think. Lots more people have gotten on. It's now a publicly traded company. Mm -hmm. But lots more people have gotten on. And, they, and you're finding about all these people who have these special little niches. Uh, that if it speaks to you, then you can go and service that person. And you know really you're helping a small business either start up or continue. So it's, it, 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 the more and more that happens, uh, when we bring it to locally, that tells me that, okay, then all of these little designers are going to need little shops to have their things made if they want to do any volume. And there, there's, in, there's another area, fashion ma ma manufacturing. Uh, all of these things can be done, uh, and I hope it actually does build and work up and build up in Trenton. Mm -hmm. Now, um, I also like for you to stay in the vein of um, in inspiring people, yes. especially youth in fashion. Mm -hmm. I've got a 13-year-old who is like blossoming into her mm -hmm. own style, you know, yeah. and it probably looks a little bit like me, <laughs> um, you know, because she's got the glasses now, she's right. got a shaved head on the sides, so she's like, you know, expanding. Right. But she knew of my passion for right. fashion and going to school for it, so she's making her own clothes now. Right, exactly. and uh, she's you know cutting pants and making shorts and making skirts and taking long sleeves and making them short sleeves and changing sleeves and mm -hmm. so forth. What would you like to say about encouraging young people in fashion? Well, uh, encouraging uh, young people in general is just something that I've always loved to do. Encouraging them in fashion is kind of a natural because it just comes out of me. I regularly get people that send me. Um, uh, that notify me of their daughters or their sons and so forth that are interested in fashion both in my family and outside of my family uh, and the first thing I say is you have at your fingertips a wealth of knowledge that I did not have when I was when in the 80s and that's called the internet it's all there and a lot of it is free even even uh, you can buy croquis figures on, not even buy them you can get them online and that's what you draw your clothing on it's a body form that you draw your clothing on it's out there for free. You can Google it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's how easy it is. All that stuff wasn't there, and what was there, we had to pay for. Mm -hmm. And so, all of this. So, my encouragement to youth is: first of all, realize that the internet and online and all those sort of uh, jargons and so forth is there to give you information that otherwise you'd have to pay a lot of money for. And so, if you're into fashion, or if you just think you're into fashion, uh, you are you thinking some interested in, in a part of fashion? You may be a chemist. And still may be interested in fashion because guess what? Who's making the fabrics? Mm -hmm. <laughs> All of those types of things have to have to have, have a have a play, you know. Uh, and so when you if you have the interest or if you're just curious about it, just go in and type in the word fashion. Quite frankly, type in Fashion Week. Type in uh, you know uh, ties manufacturing, uh, and find out the wealth of knowledge you have right there. Atlantic City Fashion Week did something very interesting this past this past February. I wasn't able to participate. But they had a forum. And it was a forum for young people, I, th I believe it was at a high school if I'm not mistaken, where they brought in fashion professionals and just let the people ask them questions mm. about what was going on. Uh, um, Mercer County Community College did that um, prior uh, and hopefully they'll continue to do it, again, do it again, where they brought in fashion professionals in the area and said, okay, we have this fashion design course. Talk to these students about what they should expect and what it means to follow a color chart, what it means to follow Pantone colors and all that sort of stuff so that they're better prepared with what they want to do and how to market it and let them know about marketing as well. 
all it's 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 the opportunities are there so i mean it's, it's the thing is just is for young people who have access to internet and so forth use it it's the that's the very first that's your very first item right there and then go online you can type in fashion designers in trenton <laughs> you know, you you'll find designers in trenton that you didn't know about Manu clothing manufacturers in trenton some of them are here all of that is out there, and if you go ahead and use it, it has helped me tremendously. But if you go ahead and use it, you'll be shocked at what you'll find. Mm -hmm. It's interesting that you mentioned uh, the, what Trenton fashion uh, is like, and, and I have uh, this amazing collection of uh, sport coats yes. that were made here in Trenton, and they have, like, you know, literally sewn into the jacket, mm -hmm. made in made Trenton, in New Jersey. That's right. And, um, and they're high-quality wool, and mm -hmm. they're 20-plus years That's old. That's right. And right. I need to have them now. I want them more of a modern cut, exactly. so I need them you tapered. Just want them updated. It's just having it's just having them updated. I mean, we used to have a store downtown called Flag Brothers. Everybody in Trenton went to Flag Brothers. <laughs> Why? Because it brought the next style at that time. You know, at the time I think it was the '70s, and they had all the big white hats and the big coats <laughs> and and the you know. But some of those looks can easily be updated to be modernized. Mm -hmm. You know. Uh, so unfortunately, we lost that kind of style over the years, and we kind of became followers instead of just kind of setting our own standards and our own trends that work for us here. But now we're seeing people uh, I, that I started wearing more and more of my designs around here. Uh, I didn't used to wear a lot of my designs in Trenton. I wore them in I wore them everywhere else because people here just didn't get it. Mm -hmm. After a while, I said I don't care if people get it. <laughs> Let's start wearing it. And now what you find out is people coming up to you. People, I, I was at a supermarket the other day. Somebody just walked up and said, I love that coat or I love that jacket. I was at Whole Foods. Somebody came in Princeton. Somebody said, where do you get that coat? Or, I want that coat. And it let me realize that no, everything won't be for everybody, but there are people out there that I would never have expected that like what I do. And they're asking for your business card. They're asking for all of these types of things. So I'm always carrying them around with me because they want to be able to find out where do I get your style because I can see myself wearing that. You know, and that—that that first of all is a big compliment. But on top of that, it's business. You have—you've just—you just introduced yourself to business, and all you're doing is going and picking up some grapes. Mm -hmm. you, know? <laughs> you know, so it's—it why not? It works. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's that—that uh, that old saying I try to live by: if you stay ready, yeah. you don't have to get ready. Exactly, you don't have to. I mean, it, it, and part of that is this. Like I said, we mentioned with this line, this is the Ravens Inheritance line. I'm pulling from my West Africa uh, background. We—I did Ancestry.com some, sometime last year. I found that I'm 86% Afri West African. Mm -hmm. I had no idea. And so I started to, I said, let me start exploring what that part of myself comes from. And then I saw things that I already do. And then I also saw stuff that I did not know was there. We, we have a growing community from Ghana in Trenton, yep. in Hamilton area. Mm -hmm. Two, one lady there owns a, a fabric store and a, and a market. Yep. Uh, and I went in there, and my mind was blown. Uh, I, 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 there are things that I ne that never spoke to me. My line was very heavy on black and white. This new line is all about color and all about prints and all and all. And then my challenge is, okay, how do I take that and mix it with a European flair, where I can see see because that's part of my background too, where I can see myself wearing the prints in a way that makes that looks good on me. And so I'm mixing things uh, here and now, mixing really the two cultures putting them together and I'm coming up with these things and I'm like if that was in a store I would buy that <laughs> <laughs> but you know the chances are more than likely it wouldn't be in a exactly. store exactly that's just it but when the line comes out and if, with, if any of the each piece that I've worn somebody wants to buy it so uh, the, when the line comes out I'm going to be very curious I'm going to I'm, I'm literally uh, because I want to promote it in Trenton I'm debuting it in Trenton mm -hmm. it's going to be debuted in uh, downtown Trenton it's in September uh, I can't wait to see the response for it. And, you know, we're already looking for the models and so forth that we're going to wear. And it's going to be made for guys that are a little bigger. Mm -hmm. So it's not going to be for real tiny guys. It's not going to be for real skinny guys. It's going to be for shorter and taller guys that have a little body to them. Because these you don't want real tight either. Because these fabrics don't, you know, these types of uh, kente don't type of, don't, don't stretch as much. But it also brought up another period. We said, okay, we could take some of these kente prints and put them in stretch fabrics. So now I'm looking for a manufacturer that can that I can take that print and say, okay, can you put this in a stretch fabric such that you know cotton lycra mix or whatever? I said I could actually make a T-shirt out of it, mm. or I could make some joggers out of it. Still celebrating the print, celebrating the heritage, but taking it to the next level. 
Mm-hmm. And, and so I want you to drill down on actually what you're wearing. Okay. Um, because uh, what I also like is the, the contrast in the sleeves. Right, right. So s- speak to that. Well, it's funny because uh, one, one of the gentlemen that was just here said, oh, I let you say you have a nice vest. And I just chuckled because all he thinks is a vest. <laughs> uh, but it's, it's this, this particular um, blazer, which is actually a tailored blazer, but not the traditional very formalized blazer. So it's meant to be more casual. But as you see, it looks dressy after mm-hmm. a while. Uh, it's built. It's built with a, sin- a single button. I typically do a single or three button. Uh, it has knit sleeves, you know. So this is a piece I can throw on with my jeans, and you know, when I want to go out, but still not look bummy, you know. And I can also throw some black slacks on with this, and and a shirt and tie even, and look very dressy, mm-hmm. you know. So it's it's if you don't want to do, I don't. I, for me, I I don't always go same print from head to toe, but I would mix this with another print. You know, so it's going to be kind of educating people on, okay, how do you take these prints and make them work for you? Be you a little bit more conservative or a little less conservative? Uh, and make it so it complements your body and you don't look like a billboard. <laughs> you, you want to look like it's sleek. And so I, I, I'm, in, I'm in contact with, uh, I, I'm bringing in fabrics from some of everywhere. Uh, I just got in a fabric piece uh, from Nigeria, mm-hmm. another one from Ghana. And now people over here, people, people have migrated over here. To, from Ghana and from Nigeria and so forth, and they're they're, they're opening fabric stores. Mm-hmm. There's one in Pennsylvania I just ordered fabric from. So <laughs> so all of these all of these things, my house looks like a fabric shop now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all of all of these things are there, but you want to put all the fabric out because it's literally so gorgeous. And so it's like okay, and now we're doing we're making jewelry with it mm. as well. There are jewelry pieces that are being made with it. All of that's none of that's really new. If you looked into into South and West Africa, they make jewelry out of it. Mm-hmm. But when they, when the people from Ghana and South and Nigeria and so forth saw what I was doing, they said, "You're not doing the traditional look. You're doing your own look with what we, with what we, with our fabrics." And they absolutely love it. So now we have the mix of two cultures going on. You know, African American and African are different. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, so there there are major differences. Uh, but we find, we we kind of you kind, it's kind of like going home again at times when you go back into those fabrics and see why they appeal to you. And, you, and, and then you talk to the people from there, and they're like, okay, let me tell you what that print means. And you go into that type of thing as well, and that influences what I design. You know, so it's, it's you know, quick, quick example, black and white over there is typically used for funerals. Hmm. We use black and white for fashion. <laughs> you know, where they use color for, for fashion because it's jubilant. Great. You know, all of that type of thing. Great. Well, Ray, yeah. promise that you'll come back and talk more about your fashion line and the business oh, of fashion. Definitely, definitely. It's fun. Fantastic. Raymond Brown, also known as Ray Vincent. The website is Ray Vincent with an E dot com. There you can get in contact with him and see his styles and stay connected about his upcoming line, which will be debuting in September. You've been listening and watching the Trenton 365 show. I'm your host, Jacques Howard, and we'll be back next week, Tuesday, from approximately 8 to 9 p.m. Have a good night. He is so good at this. Oh, <laughs> you, thanks, it just bro. comes off the top.